0: Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson and I'm Hannah Harshey and we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast.
1: And this week we are discussing Michigan's 31-10 win to an unranked Indiana on the road in Bloomington and Harley it is so wonderful and delightful and <laughs> cheerful to have you back.
0: It's great to be back. Thank you to Our uh, previous guest hosts, and Jeff, Carey, and Jack, thank you for filling in for me. Um, I was busy in Las Vegas for a work trip. Uh, I went to my first uh, basketball media day there, and I had a great time. And so I'm glad that you all allowed me to be able to do that. And um, yeah, I cannot wait to obviously discuss Michigan once more.
1: You're kind of in your Las Vegas era lately.
0: I really am. I've been there like <laughs> twice or three times within this year already. And I'll be back again in like March. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, you're like really into Las Vegas. I didn't know yeah. that about you.
0: Well, it's like twice will be for like fun and then twice for like work. All right. So like 50-50 in my Vegas era.
1: Okay. Like you're 100% in your Vegas era, but it's like 50% for work, 50% for play.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm glad we clarified that.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone was wondering. Um, so, to discuss this week's game, we do have Around the Hand and Harl. It's back. Harl, would you like to go first?
0: I would love to go first. Okay. Michigan collected their sixth win of the season to start 6-0 back-to-back for the first time since 1976. They improved to 3-0 in conference and became bowl eligible. The Wolverines looked off to a great start with their first play of the game, a 50-yard rush from running back Blake Horn to the Indiana one-yard line. The subsequent um, play he would end up scoring First session of the game. Uh, the offensive playbook was... Uh, definitely left a lot to be desired, and Michigan entered the half tied with Indiana 10-10. to Of note, running back coach Mike Hart collapsed on the sideline, and it was quite noticeable from the reaction from the Michigan sideline that everyone was visibly shaken by seeing a coach, mentor, and friend go down. Current update has Hart back in Ann Arbor, though there is no timeline for his return, understandably. The second half opened with a monstrous 99-yard 90 yard march to set up Michigan's second touchdown of the game. Quarterback J.J. McCarthy ended up throwing 304 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception, his first turnover this year. He remains the nation's leader in proficient passing with a 78.3% completion rate. And Michigan ended up winning by 21 as the defense tied a season-high seven sacks in a game. The defense now has 22 sacks on the season, outshining the defense from a year ago at the same point in time quorum rushed for his third game in a row over 100 yards the end
1: okay you went 20 seconds over
0: wow i am (laughs) (laughs) i had so much to say i guess
1: you did and i was like should i stop her and then i was like no because she's never gone over before like i need to let you have your moment (laughs) oh thank you exactly okay let me pull mine up Michigan's first half of football against a mediocre to bad Indiana team was perhaps the flukiest half of college football that we've seen in a long, long time. I'll start with the serious stuff. Mike Hart, our running back coach and former beloved former Michigan player, collapsed with a seizure in the first quarter. He was carted off the field, and the players were understandably visibly upset. They played the rest of the half like they had just witnessed something traumatic and couldn't quite get themselves to focus on football, which was understandable. The game was 10 to 10 at the half, and then Michigan truly did turn it around for the second half. For proof, Michigan gave up 193 yards in the second half, but, in the first half, but just 29 yards in the second half. The final score was 31-10, meaning Michigan almost covered despite a pretty upsetting first half. It's hard to complain given all the context, but after three good but imperfect games of Big Ten play, I am starting to miss when we played JV high school teams and looked flawless.
0: You are 5 seconds under.
1: Wow, I don't think I've ever done that before. I don't think either. you've ever gone
0: over. I don't think you've ever gone under. You know, maybe we'll just like count this as like a loss for both of us.
1: A loss. <laughs> a win for both
0: of us. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. We I went 20 seconds over. You went 5 seconds under. None of us covered the spread. That's just a loss. Wait,
1: that's a good idea. Maybe from now on we should score it solely based on if it's one minute long. Like, whoever yeah. gets closest to one minute.
0: Okay, so that means you won. <laughs> I always gonna So we're going to do glows and gross. Yes.
1: My <laughs> first glow is Michigan's pass rush. I think... I I feel like this has alternated between being one of my glows and being one of my grows every week, but I think it's solidly a glow right now. Um, Also, I think preseason, we were kind of saying that Michigan's pass rush would possibly just kind of be by committee because we weren't able to really cultivate one particular or one or two particular stars the way we did last season. And Mm -hmm. this game, it truly looked that way. We had seven sacks as a team, which that's very high, and seven different players had sacks. And don't you worry, I do have the names of the players. It was Michael oh, so- Barrett, Junior Colson, Jalen Harrell, Ayabi Oki, Brayden McGregor, Mike Morris, and Derek Moore. Each of those players had a sack. We also had 10 tackles for a loss. So I think when our pass rush is able to, you know, get out there and do their thing, they look phenomenal.
0: I think that's an excellent point and just like to reiterate. I don't remember like through six games last year, how many we had, and that's my bad for not, like, looking up the number. But I definitely remember, like, seeing stuff on Saturday, seeing how, you know, after game six against Indiana this year, we had more sacks um, through the same amount of games um, than the team that we hold so near and dear to our hearts from last year. Like, they're doing better this year, which, you know, oh,
1: yeah.
0: it's kind of insane. But I'm also, like, it's really excited of- about mm-hmm. it because I know a lot of us were, like, nervous when we saw like David Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson leave to go to the NFL. We're like, oh man, we're not gonna have it. But like, they really like came out swinging to like make their own name for themselves. So I'm very proud of them.
1: Yeah, I also think like we maybe can talk more about this later. But it's easy to look at the way. It's- that this team like is struggling in some ways or like doesn't Mm -hmm. look perfect every single game and get really nervous and be like oh my gosh they're not living up to last year's standards and like I'm not saying they're going to achieve the same accomplishments that the team last year achieved but like Mm -hmm. at this point in the season we are doing better than last year's team was doing at this point in the season that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily predict where the season will go but I think that's something to keep in mind
0: I think there's also just like obviously a different like metric that we're like uh comparing to because it was easy to compare the 2021 season to 2020 because 2020 was awful whereas like now we're in a different like on the other side of the coin you know last year was really good and we're just trying to like have them like live up to that where it was like very easy to exceed expectations in 2021 um, that's true but my glow of the week is probably you know my usual which is just like quorum in general um It was his third game over 100 rushing yards. Um, He still leads, I believe, everybody else um, in college football in rushing touchdowns. I hope that's still the case. Um, I'm pretty sure. And what was it? Yeah, the last four games he had 571 rushing yards, 9 TDs. Just insane. And, you know, I think... I don't know what, at what point, but I hope he is, like, in the mix for, like, Heisman discussions. Might be a little too early for that. Might be taboo to say that. But I I, I think we have another one, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel like we've kind of said that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of a to like, own it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I think he no. could
1: be up there. I actually, I have another glow, but it kind of segues into the grow. Oh, so... Excellent. My glow is our pass game. Um, Mm -hmm. J.J. McCarthy was 28 for 36 um, passes. (laughs) Why is that word not coming into my mind? Um, Throws. And (laughs) (laughs) um, I think we're going to talk more about J.J. McCarthy's performance when we get into Mm -hmm. superlatives, so I won't give all the details. But in the second half, he was 15 for 18 um, on passes for 175 yards. He just looked really, really good. He was throwing it. looked like he had a lot more freedom. He wasn't as rigid as he had been in the past. He was kind of, like, doing his thing. Um, And also, along those lines, um, Michigan had, let's see how many, one, two, three, six different targets, and Mm -hmm. Ronnie Bell is still our leading receiver by a large margin in terms of yards because our next leading receiver is Luke Schumacher, which, again, Mm -hmm. like, It's pretty cool that Eric All, for how incredible of a tight end he is, we haven't necessarily struggled too much without him because Schoonmacher has been able to kind of step up and be our Mm -hmm. second-leading receiver. So that is awesome, and that is leading me into my grow, which I just need to pull up. Um, My grow is basically that I think we need to have more play action, more creativity in terms of our passes. Because if you look at our passes, they all kind of look exactly the same. And I Mm -hmm. think maybe that's intentional because McCarthy is young. And I don't know if we were, like, hiding things to save for these upcoming games like Penn State, like Ohio State in the future. Or if it's because he's young and because we're kind of, like, controlling him and we were controlling him um because harley and i are controlling (laughs) jj mccarthy obviously we're Um, the
0: offensive coordinator
1: exactly um i don't know if it's like that sort of thing like easing him into being a true quarterback with all the freedom and ability to do different more creative pass plays but i think i think it's about time especially as we head into penn state to see a little bit more creativity in terms of our passing game
0: I also had that as my grow as well. Just, like, in general, kind of expanding, like, what the offense is capable of. Um, I know this was, a, like, a point of, like, discussion for a lot of people, especially on, like, Michigan Twitter. It's just, like, we have, like, all this talent and it just seems very, like, bland when it comes to, like, an offense. Which I, like, understand. Um, I think this thing is, is just, I like, think. Just how like stacked we are in both like the running game and the passing game. You think like obviously the running game was already a given, but like having like again the passing game that like, we have readily available, it's just kind of been a little sad. But you know we don't technically really like need it because we have a really like incredibly like efficient offense. Um, but it'd be nice to like have like a few like flashy like highlight reel kind of things. But I think that's just, like, kind of, like, asking for, like, extra, you know? Like I already Yeah, have, I mean, we've been winning. Yeah, I already have, like, all of, like, the stuff that I need in, like, a Sunday. But I just want the cherry on top, you know? I don't necessarily need it for the Sunday to be good, But I, it just, like, adds, like, to the perfect picture, you know?
1: Well, I think the concern is that, like, we will need it, presumably. We will need that cherry on top to win against games that we have coming up. The question is, like... Is the reason that we've just been, like, a regular Sunday without the cherry on top so far, Mm -hmm. is that, like, is it because we're saving things for Penn State and Ohio State? And if so, like, should we? Like, should we practice maybe a little bit first? I I don't know. Like, that's stuff where it's, like, that is a true coaching decision and even Mm -hmm. coaches disagree on that. But hopefully that cherry on top is, like, in the back pocket ready to be, like, plopped on top of the Sunday soon. If it's not in, like, the the cherry dispenser, I'm yeah. concerned. But I okay. I think
0: it's there. I think it's there. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I really like that, like, metaphor. Also, just, like, a little... And I guess necessarily not all of it was our fault, but obviously we got called for a lot of penalties against Indiana. We did, personally. Maybe just, like, clean it up a little bit. Obviously, the things that we can control... We can probably talk all day about, like, how some of the calls are goofy and dumb, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I can cost you stuff sometimes, but luckily, you know, we're playing Indiana, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so that actually, like, can I give my two truths and a lie? Because I think that actually um, is related. Okay, sweet. Okay. So, my two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. Michigan had nine more... nine. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Michigan had nine times more yards than Indiana in the second half. Michigan had 21 times more points than Indiana in the second half. Michigan had 85 yards worth of penalties in the game. Well... <laughs> I don't know if the way I, like, said those sentences was, like, mathematically correct, but, like, nine times saying. the total... Saying. Okay, wait, let me... Let me rewrite <laughs> Michigan had nine times... Michigan's total yards was nine times Indiana's total yards in the second half. Michigan's okay. points in the second half was 21 times Indiana's points in the second half, and then Michigan had 85 yards worth of penalties on the game.
0: The only question I have, like, based off, of, like, the mathematically thing, saying, like, the 21 times, I'm like, Indiana has zero... <laughs>
1: Dang it. So 21 times zero is zero. (laughs) No, it's undefined.
0: Like 21 divided by zero,
1: you can't divide by zero. So Michigan had undefined times more points than Indiana in the second half. I thought it was going to get you on a math error.
0: But it was a math error. (laughs) Like
1: I thought you were going to be like, oh yeah, Michigan had 21 times the number of points of Indiana because you weren't going to realize that 21 divided by zero is undefined. (laughs)
0: I have a Michigan degree. And I I saw her through that. <laughs> <laughs> Give that to a Spartan, maybe it'll be different. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, wow. let's hear yours. I thought it was like going to be an era. Not going to lie at first, because I was like, maybe she meant like twenty one plus. And I was like, no. no I, I also no, have a no.
1: Michigan degree.
0: <laughs> Specifically, to... like in like English, like language. <laughs> If you're gonna stop know, you me, can't it, it's in words. by zero. <laughs> I'm very tired of like knowing that basic fact. It was like, well, even if I like multiply like 21 times what Indiana scored, it's zero.
1: <laughs> um. Also, 85 yards worth of penalties—that's a lot of yards.
0: I think Maryland in one of their game had like 101.
1: Okay, but like, do we want to be like in the Maryland tier of anything? No,
0: because I think Maryland. The only time they've been below, like, maybe 60 was it against us. And I think they yes. have zero. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. I got mine. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Indiana is two losses away from 700 and have the most losses of any team in FBS.
1: Wait, 700? Like, the number of like
0: losses? Like, 700. Yeah. They are two losses okay. away from having 700 total losses in program history. Okay, okay. Which is the most of any team. Uh, hmm. Michigan and Penn State played together for the first time in 1993 after Penn State left being independent to join the Big Ten in 1992. And hmm. before losing to Indiana in 2020, Michigan's win streak against the Hoosiers was 25 games.
1: Okay, that's okay, I'm gonna go like chronologically. The first yeah, yeah. one. Um, I don't know how long Indiana's been around. I don't feel like I hear them tossed around as often as like a Michigan or Notre Dame in terms of like, we've been here forever or like Rutgers, the birthplace of college football. Um, Mm -hmm. But I believe it because I think the reason we talk about Michigan and Notre Dame is because they're historically winning programs and like, it's not as fun to talk about historically losing programs. So like, I believe Mm -hmm. that. Um, The second one, (laughs) I don't know why you would make up like conference changes. That's boring. Um, So I think the third one has to be the lie. Um, because I bet it's just a different number.
0: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we lost to Indiana in 2020, uh, we had beaten them 24 times in a
1: row. Dude, I totally forgot that we lost to Indiana in 2020.
0: I do too, because when I was like initially looking at like the game... For last Saturday, I was like, "Oh, I wonder like what our win streak at is." And then I yeah, at it, and there was like one. I was like, "One? That's a lie." And then I looked at twenty twenty. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Of course, we lost to Indiana in twenty twenty.
1: That was um nine Windiana, Remember?
0: There's no way they could have been nine Windiana in twenty twenty. We played like <laughs> eight games.
1: <laughs> okay, what Indiana won like. <laughs>
0: Indiana I think they won like six.
1: Football record
0: twenty twenty I think they won six games. Or yeah,
1: there were yeah. six for Indiana.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember okay. seeing that. Michigan wasn't yeah, was, that crazy. Michigan they have was six hundred
1: and ninety-eight losses. Win. Michigan. only won two games in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, two and four. Which again, yeah, oh the God. whole like metric of comparing like how we were doing in twenty twenty one was just like unfounded territory because the year before was just so garbage
1: oh my gosh i knew it was bad i did not know it was that bad we won two games and one of them was the triple overtime against rutgers
0: Mhm. hardly that's so bad i don't if you were to like sit me down on a chair and you be like all right what were michigan's two wins and four losses in 2020 or like you never get to escape the chair i simply would never be able to escape the chair because i really don't know who would be and I don't know who we lost to besides Michigan no, State. No, you
1: you could you could figure it out because Minnesota was the game where we were like Joe Milton is like the next Cam Newton, and then we went to triple overtime against Rutgers. So that's our two wins, and then our I four totally losses. I forgot. Yeah, i, I totally I forgot just, about
0: the first game. Really, like, I'm just telling you. Until you re- like revealed this to me, I had no, I couldn't even have guessed who the first game was. <laughs> I swear on my life. <laughs>
1: And then we didn't play Ohio State. So our losses had to be like Michigan State, Penn State. And well,
0: the Indiana. Michigan State game was the last game I watched in 2020. And I'm pretty sure that was the second game.
1: Yeah, I remember that because I remember we were talking. Oh my God. We were, we were I like, I think
0: it killed the podcast.
1: Yeah, no, records killed the podcast. But oh, right, right. I do remember um, Mel Tucker referred to Michigan as like the team down south, and we were like roasting him because we're like, you guys just lost mm-hmm. to records. Don't call us anything. And then we lost. We lost. <laughs> Why did this just unearth memories I never wanted to recover? Oh, God. Okay, let's get back on track. Right, right, right. I can't deal. <laughs> I'm going to cry.
0: Just don't think about it too much, you know? Let's we'll just move on to, like, happy thoughts, which are our superlatives. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead with the first one. Okay. And that is our diaper dandy. Well, I think we finally have a diaper dandy purely because one of our freshmen was one of the seven defensive players that had a sack against Indiana, and that is Derek Moore. Uh, I already said one sack against Indiana, which bumps him up to two on the season, so out of the 22 that we have it's pretty impressive for you know somebody new on the scene
1: you know how many more sacks or how many times more sacks Michigan had than Indiana
0: Please say like infinitely more because you can't define voice, you know? undefined <laughs> <laughs> the limit does not exist
1: Oh, okay. So our Vibe the Vibes Award, I feel like every week it's a toss-up between our quarterback and our running back, which is honestly a good a good situation to be in. Um so we can Jonathan the James. Offensive Mc- vibe
0: the vibes. Yeah.
1: Which I feel I like is a we good clarify sign. them, Yeah. Um especially yeah, especially for Michigan. I think it's I like having a quarterback and a running back consistently
0: they actually
1: like, like while we're thinking of like the history of michigan football when is the last yeah. time that you were consistently we came out of games and complaining about our quarterback was like not or when is the last time that yeah that like we weren't complaining about our quarterback as part of our discussion after the game
0: mm-hmm. that's well not mm, that since like we have been like friends Cause I'm sure, like, yeah. if we were like, if views and we were like, in college at the same time when like Jake Rudak was around, I feel like we would have positive things to say. Like we're all pretty fond of it. Jake Rudak, yeah. But I don't think you were there yet. I was not there yet. You were like still like a wee little lad.
1: Who was my Who was my first starting quarterback? I think it was Wilton Spate. Oof. <laughs> I think I think when mine I was, freshman, was mine was
0: Devin Gardner. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, so, I mean, we used to, like, sing about Brandon Peters, but that wasn't because he was good, it was just because we, like, wrote a song about him.
0: Yeah, I was like, that doesn't necessarily mean that he was good, and I think we're also just kind of sad that one time in, like, Wisconsin, like, kind of, like, <laughs> made him, like, leave forever. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of sad. We're so
1: nostalgic on this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. We love Michelle um, football. But, like you know so, we finally have something to talk about like you were saying with like a quarterback on a like more consistent basis yeah which is like yeah I love unfounded.
1: J. J. yeah um so oh, he was i Go ahead. I
0: wanted to like like throw this in and like maybe like present it to a question later but like I was like discussing with like a usc fan and he was like we're talking about, like, this year, obviously. And he was like, oh, Michigan just, like, still doesn't have a quarterback. I'm like, we've never had a quarterback. And he was like, touche. What are your thoughts?
1: I don't think it's true that Michigan doesn't have a quarterback. What is he talking about? What does he think J.J. McCarthy is?
0: He's, like, not impressed.
1: Okay. Well, see, that's the thing <laughs> where, like, sometimes I get so confused because I listen to so many, like, Michigan-specific podcasts and obviously, like, Twitter and I read, like – I see what the Michigan people are saying. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll, like, be forced to listen to Joel Klatt against my will. Nothing against Joel Klatt, but, like, (laughs) I don't think I would do that, like, of my own will. And I'm like, you are saying the opposite of what every single Michigan, like, beat writer is saying. And sometimes I'm like, what is the general view of Michigan football? Because Michigan fans love J.J. McCarthy. But Mm -hmm. then if the USC people are saying we don't have a quarterback, What? Like that is not the narrative going on in like Ann Arbor or like the virtual Ann Arbor sphere.
0: I know. Which is why I was kinda of, like taken aback, but then at the same time I like felt like very like good about responding with like, well, we really haven't had one
1: no. in a
0: while. So
1: Except Joe I, Milton against Minnesota. Uh,
0: no. Can't deny that. I, yeah, but then like, everything else. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. no, I'm not gonna no. argue.
1: Joe Milton is like going down in <laughs> <Goodness>.
0: history. <laughs> I don't even think he like plays anymore. <laughs> he's probably just sits on the bench for Tennessee, um, if he's even still there. But what did yeah. Jonathan James do to receive this week's offensive vibe? Okay. Now well, that
1: well, I, like, the vibes. Okay, well, like derailed
0: he... you. <laughs> 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 I've been saving uh... that ever since I heard it. I've been saving that. I was like, I can't wait to tell a hand about like what this USC fan told me. Because I was also, like, kind of, like, taken out of, like, my Michigan world. Where we're all like, we finally have a quarterback. And, like, maybe other outsiders are like, no, you don't. That kind of makes me, like, uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I don't know if USC fans are, like, my metric of, like,
0: It was just, like, one. So the sample size is (laughs) obviously very small. But, you know, it was still, like, interesting to ponder.
1: Okay, so JJ McCarthy had his first 300-yard game. Um, Finally. three touchdowns, and by 300 yards, we specifically mean 304 yards, oh, thank which is for more than 300 yards. Like, um,
0: how many more is it, Harley? 304 times zero is undefined. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you had undefined times more yards than you and I did.
0: Actually, oh, no, sure. I had some
1: yards this weekend. Okay, so <laughs> Harbaugh... I had a pretty complimentary quote about JJ McCarthy. Harbaugh loves JJ McCarthy because he likes sees
0: like a Jimmy within the JJ. Yeah.
1: Which like is that the, is that what the quote
0: from? is? Think like, reminds me of my. <laughs> it reminds Jimmy me movie. of like a Jimmy.
1: Yeah, no, that was last week. I did I did run that quote by my dad on the pod. So, if you want an analysis, go listen to last week's episode. But here's what Harva said this week about Jonathan James. He was so cool and calm back there. A couple of first downs with his legs, and he was pretty much on the money. Pretty darn good. And 300 yards, it's kind of cool. I think a lot of quarterbacks that have been around, when they get to their first 300-yard game, they think, I can do this now. I can really do this. And that that usually bodes well. It propels them onward.
0: And I said, are you Jim Harma? It sounded just like it. <laughs>
1: No, Jim Harbaugh... The delivery yeah, like, of it
0: was, like, pristine.
1: No, I think I is, like, way more emphatic than Jim Harbaugh. That's very fair. <laughs> Who won the defensive Vibe the Vibes, Harley? Uh,
0: Yabi Yopi. had one sack, one and a half tackles for loss, and one QB hurry against Indiana. He's been very impressive the last, like, few games. And I believe it was last... This past week where he had, like, his first... Um, press conference, and he just seems like very like upstanding, and I'm really glad that like Michigan like looked past like all of his like past mistakes, and just just like sees like where he is at now. And it's been I've been very impressed with him like both on the field and off the field. Um, and then you know you added the caveat that I, uh, he had two past breakups. Um, one was a near interception, and I just. I also really liked like, what he said about, like, Mentora last week. He was like, I'm really glad he, like, took a chance on me. And you just kind of see, like, it all come to fruition, and he's been doing really well for Michigan's defense. And so I've been very impressed, and I think that's why he got defensive wide divides this week.
1: Yeah, I remember, I think, Harley, I think you and I were recording, or like, I was doing something where I wasn't on Twitter for a portion of time, mm-hmm. and I think we were recording, and then I went on Twitter, and it was after he had done that press conference, and like, Michigan beat writers fell in love head over heels head with over everything heels. said yes. in the press conference.
0: And then I, like, like I by think, association did as well, because I, like, didn't watch it, but same. I was like, okay, we all love Yabi Yoki now, <laughs> Okay. That's easy for me to, like, yeah. hop on the bandwagon if my other, like, favorite, like, Michigan, like, writers are saying so.
1: Um, Do you want to do the next one so I can do the last one? This
0: one was, like, I was kind of proud of this because, like, I live in Sacramento and it's called Sacktown. So, Sacktown. Um, oh, oh,
1: I thought you just made that up. Uh, uh,
0: Sacramento is uh, called Sacktown? Yeah.
1: Sometimes. Sorry,
0: no. I mean, sometimes like colloquially, I don't like it. it's fine. Um, but Michigan's defense, of course, <laughs> wins this this week, um, as they had seven sacks against Indiana. And I know like, I believe it was our first game of the season where we had like seven, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, our defense is gonna be so good." And they kind of like petered out a little bit, um, but they're still hanging around, you know. And they tied like a season high, and I'm so very proud of them. And you know it was like seven sacks by seven different people. That's quite impressive. It is.
1: Um, speaking of defense. Oh yeah. So a couple weeks ago, we. Oh my gosh! Carly, I was like, you didn't don't
0: this, don't and- think I missed when you like announced who every single like person that had a sack was. I I heard you say it.
1: No, 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 no! I wasn't thinking that. You're okay. Um, <laughs> last week, when Jack and Carrie were on the pod, mm-hmm. okay, so two weeks ago, we we discussed that Mike Samuels still was nearing Michael status, mm-hmm. and then last week I was like, okay, so Mike Samuels still is approaching Michael status. There's another player who I have my eyes on who I think is becoming a Michael, and Jack was like, oh, a Yabioke, and I was like, why no. would a Yabioke <laughs> be Michael? <laughs> No, like no Michael goes by Yabi.
0: <laughs> I'm aware.
1: Of. Um, the true player who is approaching Michael's status hand in hand with Michael saint or like soon to be known as Michael Saint-Restel, mm-hmm. is Mike Morris. I love him at Edge. I know we don't necessarily have like. You know, the metric that we're all holding the defense to is an Aiden Hutchinson Mm -hmm. at edge. But I love Mike Morris. I think he is doing a really great job. The stats don't necessarily show it, but he is there every single play.
0: He's making a big difference. I 100% agree. I've been really impressed with him as well. Again, like, the last, like, two games, you've seen them, like, kind of, like, him and, like, Yavi just kind of, like, emerge as, like, you know, the person that, like you just said, like, will make, like, the impact like play after play and you know they'll like get the like big plays sometimes but then they're always like putting pressure on and it's been great and I have to agree approaching the Michael status
1: okay so let's discuss this graphic that you have up on the screen
0: yeah I put this in just for you because as soon as I saw it I was like we have to discuss this
1: and we do have to discuss it Describe it for those who
0: cannot see. So, for those of you who watched the Michigan game from your house, or maybe from the bar, from wherever you were that involved the television, you might have seen this graphic, um, (laughs) like, Fox Sports made, which is J.J. McCarthy's Frankenstein QB, which is basically, like, how they, like, broke down to, like, I assume how J.J. is the perfect quarterback. (laughs)
1: did jim harbaugh make
0: this and i don't know who made this but as soon as it came on the screen i was like i need a picture of this like yesterday it's hilarious (laughs) like somebody like thought this or like if i could describe like jj mccarthy and compare him to like current like quarterbacks in the league like who would he be made up as and when you look at the finished product you're just like Truly a Frankenstein. <laughs> Mostly because it just has like Tom Brady's head, and it just makes me feel icky.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it has. If they have like an image of copying, pasting all these players like various body parts onto one character that I guess is JJ, the legs of Lamar Jackson, the head of Tom Brady, the arms of Patrick Mahomes, and the finesse of Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know how I feel really about either. some of these. <laughs> And a smile that's all J.J. McCarthy. That's fair.
0: Wow, that was a so wholesome and good. I mean, we've seen, like, people, like, describe, like, his, like, passing ability, like, a young Patty Mahomes. Like, I've seen that before. And then I saw, like...
1: Anyone who can run gets compared to Lamar Jackson. Correct.
0: Well, I, like, saw, like, a goofy, like, TikTok video the other day. There were, like, people, like, impersonating, like quarterbacks in the league and they did Lamar and they just kind of like did like that like hamster like JJ thing that he did like a couple weeks ago and I was like oh okay now I can see it you know just like the scrambling around like maybe not necessarily for like a first down game but like a lot of yards
1: yeah <laughs> just like I going mean, nowhere
0: maybe of Aaron Rogers, I don't know what I'm
1: like I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> Head of Tom Brady, like, I get what they're saying, because Tom Brady's known for, like, his football brain. Yeah. I don't know if JJ has had any chance to, like, use his brain quite yet. <laughs> um, like, I'm just, like, five games into his starting quarterback, or no, like, three games into his starting quarterback career. play um, like, four. I, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dare I say four? <laughs> um for james in his starting quarterback career i don't think like the the head has been put to use that much um but maybe it will be and maybe it will be found to be tom brady's
0: so then like tying back into it if this is how people like kind of like see like the ceiling and capabilities of jj mccarthy how would this insinuate to like a group at large that michigan doesn't have a quarterback? Like these kind of. I don't know if like the these USC comparisons. Fan was a group at large. Yeah. Okay, but a small group at large. <laughs> it just like raises the same kind of question. You'd be like, if you already like kind of like noticed for like how you like you can be compared to like, you know, some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Okay, you know I mean? It's just Patrick Mahomes. The other ones are like meh. But. you <laughs> like hit or miss, I guess, this season. Um, I don't know. The notoriety, I guess, plays into it for me. But what do I know? But I definitely agree. Ne- needs to like see a little bit more of the like IQ yes, the Tom Brady. Yeah. Head of Tom Brady.
1: Um let's move on to the Michigan storyline of the week. The first one we have is Michigan getting jumped by Clemson in the AP poll. I actually I heard on a podcast this morning that the AP poll has had more teams moving around without losing this year than like ever before, before. cuz I feel like generally if you are at a certain point you can't really move without losing it's fair. Unless it's like a really really bad loss I feel like usually you are where you are until you lose a game mm-hmm. um But this year, that has not been the case. They've been wiggling and squirming around in that top ten.
0: And I guess I kind of, like, died down a little bit after, like, the initial, like, impact. Because, like, I can kind of agree in the sense that, like, you know, blowing out, like, a really bad, like, Boston College team doesn't really do a whole lot for me personally. The beating like...
1: Hey, don't talk about my Boston College that way. Like,
0: like, there was, like, nobody there when you went (laughs) there. Because they're like...
1: Yeah, I was the only one watching (laughs) the game. I was like, guys! It got intercepted! And everyone's
0: like, stop talking. (laughs) That's exactly what we are talking about. Like, I was like, if that's, like, something that, like, wows you, besides, like, you know, beating, like... uh, not, like, good, but I definitely think Indian is better than Boston College, but... I guess it's truly none of it matters. And like everyone else is saying, like, well, the only way that Michigan will, like, return to, like, where we've been sitting, like, the entire year, pretty much, is to obviously get the win against Penn State. So it was definitely, like, annoying when the AP poll was, like, released, but I think a lot of people made their peace with it and realized that, you know, they want the AP people, like, obviously want Clemson back for whatever reason
1: yeah i'm not too offended by it no
0: i first was like initially but then i was like you know people always just like try to like discredit like how good we are but you know
1: when will the cfp rankings come out that has to be soon Mm -hmm. maybe next week maybe maybe november november first oh still a little bit of time Oh, wow. Um, I was right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So our next storyline under the We Get It Already is um, Jordan Poole being punched, which it was only a matter of time.
0: (laughs) I think we, like, as soon as we saw the story, we were like, I'm shocked this didn't happen sooner.
1: You know? Yeah, I don't wanna say anything Okay, we love Jordan Poole. Like yeah. one of my favorite players that's ever played at Michigan. We think like, he was there at the same time as us. Mm-hmm. We drove down to San Antonio to watch that um national championship game and final four game that we would not be in without Jordan Poole. Like the world loved Jordan Poole at that point. That being said,
0: we all know we Jordan all know Poole how likes to is. talk. Yes.
1: We all we all know how he is. We all know how Draymond is. I think that like When it came out, when it was leaked that, like, a player forcefully struck another player on the Warriors, everyone's like, we know who that
0: is. Everyone's like,
1: oh, yeah, well, Draymond can't control him. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And also, and also it's Jordan Poole. And, like, so Team Jordan Poole never forcefully strike one of your teammates. That's ridiculous. Also, (laughs) it was fully a punch. Um, But, like. I also think it speaks so much to, like, who Jordan Poole is that there were so many fake articles going around. Like, they would make fake, like, it looks like it's from the athletic screenshots of Jordan Poole just, like, saying the most ridiculous oh, yeah. stuff to Draymond. They were going viral because, like, they're so believable. Yes. Like, the only reason I knew it wasn't true is because, like, I feel like I would have seen an athletic reporter tweeting it rather than just people tweeting the screenshot. But, like, it, you can believe that Jordan would say anything to, especially a Spartan.
0: And I think, like, you can, like, obviously intervene if I'm, like, remembering this, like, incorrectly. But, like, you being, like, in classes with him, I feel like that's just, like, his personality. Is it kind of, like, push the limits like that? I, and, like, just, like, being around... Not like we knew him personally, but, like, we all know, like, as Michigan fans, like... This is, like, Jordan Poole's, like, ML, which is, like, you said. We, like, we immediately knew that this happened. We knew who it was. We (laughs) we were, like, this isn't a shock whatsoever because of, like, the time that we had with Jordan Poole. We're, like, yeah, yeah. He probably, I don't know what he said, but we know, like, this was well within, like, his capabilities. And, like, it was just, like, very on brand for him.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, national media maybe no- more knows Draymond's personality, and they know Jordan Poole as, like, a young guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, it- and obviously, like, Jordan didn't deserve to be punched. I don't know if I necessarily remember anything from having classes with him, but, like, his reputation was that he was annoying. Yeah. Like... That was, like, a well-known, like, and it's almost what made him endearing. I mean, even after he got that shot at the, in the Houston game, like, all his players were, like, he's never gonna, all his players, all his teammates were, like, he's never gonna shut up. Like, Mm -hmm. he was, like, known for being, like, annoying. In, in maybe a good way. Like, I'm, I'm drawn to annoying people (laughs) in my life. So that's what it was.
0: So I was, like, I feel like, you know, just, like, maybe there was, like, what class did you have? With all of them,
1: I did. Ha- I did have a class with him.
0: Yeah, and it was just like sitting in the in the back, and he was just like making sounds. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember all the. Oh
1: my gosh! Yes, mm-hmm. no, he. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I- he was making sounds. Yeah,
0: just like trying to be <laughs> like the funny guy. Like... Yeah, yeah. So you like, you know, like he was like being like joking, but then like he takes it like, like just a little too far. It's a little too much for some people, which is annoying, obviously. So, yep, yeah. Yep. What more so, can we say? You it know, was, it was inevitable. Yeah, it really was. I think anyone
1: who knows anything about Draymond Green or Jordan Pool you, like you're like
0: this is inevitability.
1: <laughs> the, the the video though was like
0: oh shoot, I yeah. the punch! I was not expecting that. He dropped. Oh, you I was. Guys- also shocked watching that video also it was very funny like, but all then the Draymond like, like kind of like, caught him <laughs> inter- yeah because he like realized that he like knocked him out or- i
1: don't know if he knocked him out but like knock- knocked him down
0: yeah i guess we like can't really tell from the video because it like cuts off and everyone like kind of swarms the area but like he drops and
1: yeah
0: i guess it like, comes with being forcibly struck i don't know if he was knocked down Like he said.
1: I saw like a tweet where someone was like, he didn't have to punch the little boy. It was like a, a like hot girl saying that <laughs> and then all all the replies and quote tweets were like, Poor Jordan Poole, like the hot girls are just calling him a little g a little boy. But it's like like that's like I can't imagine that people this... would
0: think of him as anything else. It just reminds he... me of like the story when it was like oh all the like side sideline baddies are like what Jordan Poole? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> like he will always be baby pool in my mind. Really, and like, like he wedgie just pool. Feels specifically, so young. <laughs> and wedgie pool. <laughs> wow, the nostalgia <it> <laughs> <Literally> again. <laughs> wedgie pool. All right, wedgie pool got punched by Jaden.
0: <laughs> we all knew what it was it a matter odd. of time.
1: <laughs> in- inevitably, inevitability. Our favorite non-Michigan college football storyline of the week, um,
0: Harley. Do you want to say this one? This is a classic, and I'm sure you already know where this is going. It was not Nebraska Rutgers, though we watched it together and we said it was a game of the week. But the one that I, yes, the one did game, not yeah, that is true. It got interesting in the last like quarter, but <laughs> this one, I wasn't really prepared for until like you know you saw it unfold, and it was Illinois Iowa where the Fighting Illini beat the Hawkeyes by a score of 9-6. to six. I don't know if it, I don't know, like, I personally didn't watch it, and I also personally didn't watch, like, the Thursday Night Football game, but just based off of all the responses that I saw from people watching Thursday Night Football, I believe that was the Colts and the Broncos, Um, just absolute garbage football. And I what is it, Iowa's, like, the worst, like, offense in, like, all 131 FBS schools or whatever, it's, and then I can't believe, you know, Illinois after this is 5-1 and one and now, like, in the top 25, and yet, you know, you look at them and they're, okay, like, hey, they have some pretty, like, solid wins, like, by, like, a couple scores, they have, like, a really good defense, um, in the Big Ten, I don't know where they stand, uh, against everybody else in college football, um. But Illinois has pretty bad offense. But I was not expecting this. I'm sure Iowa fans were. That's the Big Ten! I'm sure Iowa fans were. But, uh, that is surely something. And I don't know if I would have the strength (laughs) to watch that game in its entirety. I'm kind of a Michigan fan where, like, you know, we at least, like, have things that are, like, interesting. And, uh... Ooh, wow. I feel like I really want, like, one of those shirts, like, what is it, like, punts win games or whatever? I don't remember what the Iowa fans were wearing when we were playing them, but I want one so bad.
1: Iowa fans have some of the most self-aware t-shirts in all yes,
0: of football. And I want one. If you're an Iowa fan and you listen to this random Michigan podcast, please just DM me and send me one of those shirts. So
1: the I cheer for the punter yeah they're good
0: yeah so good
1: um okay so we don't have a ton of time we're gonna really quickly talk about the mysteries and air balls before moving into next <laughs> week's game um the first one is just michigan state they consistently lose they lost again to ohio state i think it was 49-20 That's um, about right. which like i mean it is ohio state so like you're allowed to lose <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just said it like that, um, but, like, they lose every week now. It's, like, kind of their M.O. Yeah. Also, Rutgers-Nebraska. Hartley and I, like, made a whole ordeal out of Rutgers-Nebraska because, honestly, great, great game. Um, I'm kind of sad Rutgers-Laws. On... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot Rutgers-Laws. I just remember that both teams had fun.
0: And we were, like, looking at, like, <laughs> like game day, like, fits calendars.
1: Like, Pinterest boards? Yeah. For most of us, like,
0: what to wear for each game. <laughs> Based on the sorority yeah. you're in, like, SEC schools. It was very fun. But yeah. It was quite fun. But like you were saying, the quintessential funny thing about Nebraska playing records was that Nebraska fumbled on the victory formation. And if if I were to, like, you know, just, like, guess like, if you heard fumbled on victory formation... I think that's just, like, a word association. It would be, like, Nebraska.
1: Oh, it's absolutely Nebraska. <laughs> no, that would not happen to any other team in like... college football.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And then this one is on you because, you know, I didn't really have, like, a good qualm with it because I already knew it was, like, on merchandise.
1: Okay, yeah. Harley is, <laughs> like, kind of raining in my parade. She was like, this is just, like, their thing. <laughs> their but thing. UNC came out with a new helmet and it has, like, a foot on it. And she's like, well, yeah, they're the Tar Heels. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't need to have, like, a foot. And then she, like, I made me Google it. And I guess they have a foot on a lot of their merch. They so. really do. So it's nothing new, but a helmet with, like, a literal, like, butt on it is still weird.
0: Yes, I agree. It doesn't actually look, like, as, like, cool as they think it is. But, yeah. You... They,
1: I can't imagine they think it looks cool.
0: They definitely think it looks cool. You saw the tweet. They're like, whoa, these things are so cool. If I was a player, I'd be I, like, I this can't. is the worst thing. <laughs> Even if I was a UNC, like, man, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I'd be
1: like, I'm maybe not like a cute little,
0: on Yeah, like, a cute little patch, like, on a jersey, but, like, not, like, a giant foot on my helmet. A cute little <laughs> foot patch? Yeah, like, I'm, on a like, jersey. I'm sorry, I just,
1: like, can't do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: of a foot.
0: Yeah, it's a Tar Heel. No. I know they're Tar Heels, It's a good heels, thing that like... you're a Michigan grad and, like, didn't go to UNC, because, like, maybe if you went to UNC... You would, would you would have like so
1: much foot apparel. You would have a
0: like a pretty decent amount of foot apparel. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did want to go to UNC, but it's beautiful it beautiful
0: school. Yeah, can attest. To I one. know,
1: I really wanted to go there.
0: <laughs> you went to the best university though, in the world. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so moving on. Next week, um, is actually quite a bit of a terrifying endeavor. We are playing a top 10 Penn State game. Penn State is currently 5-0, and um, they're 2-0 and in conference play, they're ranked 10 in the country, they've beaten Purdue, Ohio University, Auburn, Central Michigan, and Northwestern. So not exactly the most impressive slate of teams, but mm-hmm. you could also say that about Michigan. I was telling Harley before we started recording. Like, it hadn't really registered with me until this week that Penn State was, like, highly ranked. And then I looked at who they played, and I was like, oh, the only reason they're highly ranked is just because, like, they haven't really played anyone who they would lose to yet. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, that's exactly what everyone says about Michigan. They they almost
0: lost to Purdue, and Northwestern was way too close for them to be, like, you know, number 10. And then only beat Northwestern by 10. And Northwestern is actual garbage. No offense to Northwestern fans. And (laughs) Michigan
1: is favored, both by, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're ranked five higher than them, and also, according to Vegas, the spread is seven, Mm -hmm. which feels about – I actually – I have no idea if that feels right. I I can't really gauge. We don't have any opponents in common, and, like, this game is always a little dicey. Mm -hmm. So I I can't gauge if seven feels accurate. I saw – I I think it was one of the –
0: No, we beat them by, like – Oh, uh, 13 last year, last year, I thought it was close. Twenty-seven, fourteen, I think, or 24, 21,
1: I don't remember. Yeah, it sounds right. It sounds right. One of the Out of the Blue guys who we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I can't remember who, but one of them tweeted that it feels like it's going to be a race to 20, and I'm like, I hope not. I don't <laughs> think I can deal with that, but it does, that does feel accurate. Oof.
0: Oh, man. Um, um,
1: Harley, do you want to go over what they're known for?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I thought I was being, like, sassy here. But, uh, Penn State is known for their defense, um, especially forcing turnovers and then getting turnovers. So they'll definitely be able to, like, capitalize on any mistakes that you're able to make. Um, so Michigan definitely needs to play a super clean game. Uh, P the B, protect the football, is all the more important this weekend. Um, They're also well-known for running for running the ball they have uh two running backs that are freshmen um they're also your players to watch this week uh nicholas singleton he has 463 yards and five touchdowns and katron allen with three touchdowns and 303 yards um they play with a really balanced offense um they have a 10 million year quarterback sean clifford he's still there yes um somehow he was in college longer than i was and i was there for a very long time and um <laughs> uh, those will definitely be like the people that will be like the main priority for Michigan if they want to get out of there with a win. So containing the run and eliminating the passing threat um, and going up against a defense that, on average, um, comes second in the conference in rushing yards allowed per game. The average um 79.8 rushing yards allowed. So obviously we have a really good rushing offense and it'll be interesting to see how these two uh, teams collide.
1: Harley, what would make this week or this game a success in your book?
0: Obviously getting the win at home. Um, the maze out should, you know, I hope that we pull that off again just because the atmosphere was so rocking last year. Um, and I hope people bring that like same kind of energy because this game is huge. Um, Obviously I think it like, defines like the trajectory of our season um and it'll finally like prove to everybody across the country and maybe even within our own fan base that like Michigan is real they're the real deal and that they are a contender again
1: Yeah, I feel like the same way. I just want to see a decisive win. I know this might be too much to ask for against Penn State, but I've been waiting to see a game that I just feel good after. And maybe that's more of a me problem than a Michigan problem. Mm -hmm. But all of our Big Ten play, I've just kind of come out with like feeling like meh. And I don't know if that's just because I'm a cynical Michigan fan, but it would be amazing to come out of this Penn State game and be like, oh, we looked
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree
1: all right any last words before we close out for the week
0: um make sure that you wear maize if you're going to the game and you know hopefully we get a win this weekend and as always go blue go blue yeah